0: It gives me great pleasure uh, to introduce you guys to Megan. Uh, She's the frontwoman from the band Vexed. Welcome.
1: Hello. Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely, my pleasure. Um, Yeah, uh, like I said before, I hit record. Thank you for doing this. It's been uh, it's been a while since I wanted to get you in, so it's uh, it's really good. I um, first saw you guys. uh, You supported In Flames um, Uh, in Brighton.
1: What then? Brighton Uh, Concord.
0: Um and that was like the first gig we went to me and my wife went to outside of uh lockdown and everything so it, uh, it was a very weird experience but it was a really good you guys were really really fucking good and and I've been following you ever since um Thank you. with the the first album which I've got a copy of somewhere in this room <laughs> here um and uh then you guys have we are going to talk about it, but the new album negative energy which came out uh just shy of a month ago wasn't it now as yeah, yeah i think it's a
1: month tomorrow or something like that yeah
0: that's crazy it's <laughs> like a newborn um, yeah. um, um but you guys uh, you're on the napalm Records, so if people want to go find mm-hmm. that album they can do it right now they can stop this podcast and go do that and listen to it it's fantastic <laughs> uh but we're gonna have a chat about it if that's all right yeah of course yeah, let's cool. do it um well first of all what i want to do just for my own sake and 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 for some of my listeners because they're based um i got a big following over in the states because i used to live over there on Easter. um that's where i started oh, this cool. podcast and everything but um just to get an origin story on the band uh because i've got I, I know you formed in around 2019 um and so went of there but i just want to get like a bit more a bit more to that story if you don't mind
1: yeah of course cool. so me willem and jay um so drummer and guitarist we sort of grew up all all of us in, like, little local bands. Um, And then we ended up being in a band together. They joined one of my bands um, that had had so many lineup changes that um, it it was just ridiculous. And I don't know how many drummers and guitarists we've had, but they ended up in the band. And then we all got along really, really well. We just meshed really well. But after a while, we realised that the music that they were having to play it wasn't stuff they'd written, so they weren't enjoying it. Yeah. And I had gotten so fed up with the music as well that we just ended up really kind of like resenting the band and the music. Okay. So we got to a point where we were like, okay, we can either keep flogging this dead horse or just like stop and start again. And obviously that was quite a scary thing to do because although we hadn't gotten really far, we had spent quite a few years making our name for ourselves in the last band. So... But, you know, we weren't happy. It didn't feel authentic. So, yeah, we decided New Year's Eve to um, just sort of kill off the old band and start Vexed. And, uh, yeah, 2019, New Year's Day, we went for it. And um, we met Al, our bassist, through just, uh, like, touring, like, local gigs and stuff like that. We met him at um, a festival that we do every year. And, um, yeah, we persuaded him to come on tour with us um, to Europe. And by the end of the tour, he was like, these guys are crazy, but they're my kind of crazy. And uh, he joined. So, yeah, it's um, really just sort of a quite a nice, simple story. There's nothing complicated to it. I think it came from just all of us having a really solid friendship and knowing that we had something special there. So we may as well start something that was fully ours instead of, you know, bits and bobs of old stuff
0: that's cool that's cool i mean a nice simple story so yeah. <laughs> it's all good um so i mean right now you're you're i feel like um you're part of this wave of of this new uk i'm going uk <laughs> talent here because um, there's a there's a whole plethora of bands worldwide doing stuff but the uk is really creating something at the moment that i haven't seen for i want to say 10 15 years just it's
1: doing good, isn't it? It yeah. is. I mean,
0: it's sort of like it's a way, like you guys, um, you've got bands like Trash Boat, Seething Akira, mm-hmm. Nova Twins doing absolutely massive things, Wargasm doing massive things, uh, yeah. Black Gold, I mean, Sleep Token. Where the hell did they come from? You know, I know they've been around yeah. for a while, but they've just kind of exploded over the past, like, yeah. six months. Um, and it's being led by bands that, that when I was in a band, um, were sort of starting off then. Um, which has been absolutely fun because I, I was in a band back 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. And, um, we were part of like the, the new bands that kind of like formed out, like enter Shikari, bullet for my Valentine, um, skin <laughs> yeah. dread, um, uh, uh, bring me the horizon, stuff like that. Bands like that. And they've, I mean, those examples right there have gone off to do massive things, but they're bringing a lot of attention to that UK scene. I feel, um, and, yeah. and and this is what i 'm excited about i 'm loving it because they they like it 's how it should work. It should be bringing on the next generation, not to take over from them, but just to sort of bring up other talent to push them to push you to push you know everything um and i mean i don 't know if you feel that or not i mean it it 's sort of um I mean, you're on my list of these bands that are coming through. (laughs) Um, But but, I mean, I don't know. I mean, obviously, you know, you can put pressure on yourself thinking about that and stuff, but I don't know if you've like sort of realised that you're part of that group and part of that movement at the moment.
1: I don't think we do. I don't think we do feel like that. I think we still feel very um, kind of under the radar, so to speak. I think other bands you know, have been doing so well that it sometimes feels like nobody knows who you are. Um, but then, like, I have to, rem- like, snap myself out of it and remember that that isn't exactly true. You know, we've, we've made some great friends and done some amazing, like, shows and had great opportunities on, like, supporting bands and things like that. So I think when we really look at it, um, we definitely have made some, like, great memories and had some great opportunities. But when there are so many bands that are doing so well, you do sometimes get a bit bogged down thinking, Oh, we're still not good enough. We're still not big enough. But I think that self deprecation thing is just a musician thing
0: anyway, yeah. though, isn't it? Yeah, that definitely, definitely. It definitely is. It doesn't go either. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, but how, I mean, how did the relationship with Napalm come to fruition? Cause they're, they're obviously, I know they're an independent label of sorts, but they're also a big label of sorts. They've, they've got some, they've got a very, um, eclectic kind of like roster, if you will, yeah. across the sort yeah. of rock and metal spectrum. Um, and I've, I've had a few other napalm bands on my show in, in over my time mm-hmm. doing this. Um, but yeah, how did that like sort of come about? Cause like obviously, you said you guys were in other bands, formed um, this new band. And then I think it was, was it 2001 you released? um, Oh God. uh, Culling Culture? Uh,
1: 2021. 2021.
0: Sorry. Brain fart there. That's all right. Uh, I would have
1: been, that would have been amazing if I'd released something in 2001.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Um, But yeah, I mean, how how did that, because that came out on Napalm as well. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, But how did that, how did that come about?
1: Honestly, it was just like, (sighs) I want to say it was loads of hard work. It was on our side. We'd written and recorded an album, Mm. but then it was just pure luck because we'd written the album Culling Culture. We had it ready. And then we were desperate to have a record label release it because we didn't want to do it independently. We'd been doing that for years in our old bands and it's such hard work. It's such hard graft. And unless you have friends in high places or good contacts or a huge amount of money to put it to put behind it it's a really difficult thing to get noticed so yeah. we were like we're really proud of this debut we want to have a label backing it so we were just sending it to every label that we could think of yeah. and our manager was sending it out and just out of a bunch that actually replied was Napalm. And they didn't just reply being like, oh, yeah, we'll like it. We'll think about it. They replied with a contract and they were just oh, like, wow. we want to sign you. So it was really overwhelming and honestly luck because the right person heard it at the right time on the right day. Yeah, And so yeah. I think that's, I think that's important for bands to remember is that, you know, keep working hard and just keep making. King people listen to your music yeah. no,
0: keep
1: testering is... people keep shoving. yeah because eventually the right person will
0: hear on exactly exactly and that's that's something that's been like that's a a bread and butter sort of like um uh record industry thing to do if you're like yeah. there's a lot of bands out there like you said but there's a lot of bands that kind of want the the was it the viral i suppose the viral release and then try and do it that way and make as much on it as possible become as big as possible in the shortest amount of time um Mm -hmm. but it is it's about getting it out there it's about getting people to listen make people listen i mean you you said like when i was in a band i was wearing the band t-shirt you have to be your own billboard to start with anyway um and 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 all that kind of stuff and it's the same with listening because you if you're not passionate about the music i mean you can Mm -hmm. be that kind of like reclusive um artist which can work as well yes, um <laughs> but sometimes if I mean, you're
1: if if you you, someone promoting it even if you are the reclusive yeah you
0: know. exactly exactly so you need someone who's passionate and it usually best I, f- I find it best coming from the artists themselves because it puts them out there it puts them it makes them vulnerable you know i mean you know that from getting reviews and things like that from people saying yeah i love it yeah i hate it you know it's that and but you've got to take both sides of it that's that's what Indeed. another thing people have got as well. I've Trying to instill in young bands, um, yeah. but it's um, yeah, no, definitely, it's there needs to be hard work and stuff, and and obviously it's sort of, you know getting signed to Napalm is no little thing. Um, no, as, as sort of like wide as their roster is, they are um, a very active label. Um, from from all accounts, from when I've what experience I've had with them and stuff. I mean, I get obviously music sent from them to me uh, mm-hmm. from multiple people. All their PR agents <laughs> and yeah. directly from the label. So um, it's they're pretty good. They're very active, which is very important, especially like you know I've you know I do radio, I do uh, club um, DJ clubs and stuff like that as well. Mm-hmm. So um, it's important for me to have this music so I can play it to people. Mm. so yeah uh just a very active label I just, that's very cool uh, yeah. <laughs> um but let's get yeah. to the album um yes negative energy it came out last month so people can mm-hmm. go get it now um well let's let's go through the um through the album i mean you've released you released or initially released three tracks from it um yeah. you had not in any particular but you had anti-fetish trauma euphoria and cross my heart hope to die
1: yes
0: Were those the three main tracks from it they are the three main singles, yeah. Cool. Um, I really like "There's No Place Like Home." Um, oh, thank off you. The album, cool. um, and um, it's not the end as well. I found that really good. Um, thank you. But I, like, obviously, it's quite a dark album. Mm-hmm. Like it, it does trigger a lot of like um, um, emotives or emotions from it, yes. and I'm sure it does for you. Obviously, writing it and everything. Um, but if mm-hmm. we can go just just go through the album, what what was the sort of like. Um, the story behind all the plat was there just a particular like thing running through the whole album or is it just a a collection of stories if you will or collection of experiences
1: so it was we were planning on like releasing and writing and releasing something a lot sooner but we released our first album culling culture sort of during the pandemic because Mm -hmm. and we like delayed releasing that for almost a year as well so everything felt very slow and backlogged and then during the pandemic, um, I lost a parent. And I'm sorry. everything just kind of, on a personal level, just hit rock bottom. And um, my partner, Willem, he's lost his one of his par- like grandparent. And um, another member of the band lost a parent. And we were all just so devastated and kind of brought back to almost like a childlike place. Because when you lose a parent you're just suddenly left in this position of, Oh my God, I've got to adult now and I've got to do everything by myself, even down to the simplest things. Like I needed to get my car tax renewed and I didn't know how to do it. And just silly little things that you take for granted. And so we were all just in these really dark, depressing, vulnerable, emotional places trying to write music and it just wasn't happening. So we decided to just delete everything that we had and start again. And we went into the mindset of negative energy, of just putting literally all our negative energy into it because it was all we had. Like trying to write and find inspiration when you're in such an awful headspace is so difficult. And we're the kind of people I am especially where I try and always find the bright side to things. I always put like a positive spin or like a meaningful message behind you know a hard thing that's happened yeah but this time I just I couldn't find it and I just needed to vent about how terrible things had been without trying to make everybody else feel better yeah and um yeah this album is kind of just our grieving process and all the things that come with losing a loved one um And then, you know, there's a couple of other topics dashed in there for good measure, like how corrupt the music industry is and things like that. Because when you get to a point where you've lost everything, you just feel like, you know what, I I don't care anymore. I'm going to say exactly how I feel about everything. And so, yeah, it was almost like a way of um, processing the grief and the loss and yeah that's that's where it come from it is literally all our negativity put into one album which is why it is a very dark
0: album yeah i was wondering why i connected with it so well. <laughs> um i i for the past year's been awful for me and and um and my wife uh she lost both her parents um in the space oh, of 3 wow. months and um yeah, it's been it's been incredibly difficult. So that sort of dark aura I'm I'm very much aware of and and being a yeah. sort of creative person like yourself as well. I I have channeled various negative things into into various musical and 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 things that I've kind of I've not released them, but it it's a great yeah. it's a great therapy. Um yeah. and like I said when I was in an active band as well there were moments where I went through various various things, you know, traumas mm. or um you know breakup stuff like that you know and 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 it's a great it's a great way of getting out that without causing yourself too much harm anyway (laughs) um um
1: you know it's a healthy way of processing yeah you know things that we're not very good at processing i'm terrible at not being okay i i am so rubbish at just being um upset i don't like people to see that i'm sad i don't like to cry in front of people so you know Mm. when you get to a point where things are bad and and you actually need to do those things but you can't writing songs and doing anything creative can be a really good way of processing it
0: yeah no definitely definitely and and you know, a lot of, there's a lot, you know, a lot to be said about like, you know, general therapy, just going to speak to someone or talking to someone cool. about it, but actually being able to do it and and, and and processing it in that way as well, because you can do it in such a way that, that you know, it, as much as it's helping you, it's helping others as well. Because there's a lot yeah. of other people out there in that space where, and they don't know how to express themselves. and mm-hmm. And, you know, I connected with some of this and it was just like, That's why, you know, I didn't know the stories behind this album or anything like Mm -hmm. that. I sort of, I always keep that a secret for myself before I chat to people. So, Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I could tell it's from a very dark place, just generally like just picking up on, on some of the lyrics, some of the words, you know, and the general feeling of the music, it it puts you in that space, but also coming out of that, like after listening to it, it does make you feel Mm -hmm. there's like, there's like a slight weight lifted,
1: that's really good to hear. You that's know, really yeah. nice to hear because that's how we feel as well. You get into the deepest, darkest, like, dregs of your feelings and then at the end you do actually feel somewhat lighter. Yeah,
0: it's just purely because it's, it's processed. Like, there's some ways that, you know, not everyone grieves the same and not everyone nope. quite understands the process. Or But then when someone else mentions something, you know, everyone says, oh, you, you'll get over it, you'll get through it, you know, eventually. Or, but sometimes it just takes those words to unlock yeah. something. Oh, sh- that's it. That is it. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. that's how I feel. And then that kind of like, like I say, it lifts you slightly. And, it, and i got that from this album. I listened to it a few times, you know, in the car and, uh, yeah. <laughs> in my room, stuff like that in here in the studio. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, it's just, uh, it's, it's, yeah, you've, you've definitely kind of hit the nail on the head with it. Thank you. That
1: that's front, really um,
0: from, Just from not knowing what the topics were on there, but I am sorry for your loss i'm front. sorry
1: for your guys's loss it's it's a horrible thing but um yeah hopefully we'll get through it with this music thing
0: yeah yeah no definitely it does help well it helps me so <laughs> we're all different on that front but um i mean yeah like i say, the album's out now how has it been received generally because you've had it out for a, a month now um i know mm-hmm. i'm not i'm never i've never really been interested in the press side of it but i mean like from from a sort of fan point of view um how has that been received
1: Oh, it's been amazing. It's so good. And we were so like, we really didn't know what to expect because our first album and this one are so different. Mm. Um, this is a lot heavier, a lot darker, yeah. a lot less technical and more sort of atmosphere. Like, it's almost creating a, a space that you're in and experiencing as opposed to just kind of like creating a song by song type album. It's, yeah. um, I think, the second you hit play on this album you can feel like a claustrophobic kind of um, world or atmosphere. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's very different to the first one. And so we thought, oh, God, if it's, it might not go down well because it's so different. Um, but I think because we we're always very, like, open and candid with our fan base and friends, they knew what we'd been through. And so I think they were expecting it, Um and yeah they just took it amazingly well and a lot of people connected with it which again was really strange because i think when you're going through such a difficult thing or grieving
0: mm.
1: you you think that nobody else can understand the pain you're going through and then suddenly there's actually loads of people who have been through exactly the same thing yeah and it's it's really not nice but it is kind of comforting to know that people actually really understood it and related yeah um yeah it's been incredible
0: excellent excellent that's good to hear i wasn't expecting yeah. to say it's been awful but because um, that would have been really bad i like, I didn't really think that through but um but yeah no i mean like i said it's a good album i, I, I didn't have really much doubt in my mind on that front that it had been like badly received or anything but it's, it is a fantastic album and i hope it does you really well um what's the um what are your sort of plans for the rest of the year have you got any sort of like shows lined up or or even into next year
1: Yeah, so we've got um, a headline tour. We haven't announced it yet, but we are doing a headline tour at the end of this year. Cool. Um, Just a few, like, key cities throughout the UK, just so we can actually play, you know, not just the singles, other songs off the album and, you know, bring it to our fans. Um, So we're going to do that. We've got a couple more festivals we're doing. um, And then next year we have got some touring plans, but it hasn't been announced yet either. So it's gone from being very quiet to things looking a lot, a lot healthier on the life front. And we're very excited about That's good. it. I was going to
0: say, cause on your website, I only saw one festival on there and I was like, there's got to be more. There's got to yeah. be more.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the last few months have just been awful. Like trying to find things to do and book things up. But yeah, um, yeah we've had some really nice, Tasty emails come in. That's so, good. yeah, things are looking up,
0: which is good. When can we expect the announcement of the headline tour? Uh,
1: next couple of weeks, I'm thinking. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, but if this goes up before,
0: it's fine. I yeah, think people know. That's <laughs> all right. I mean, it, like I said, I, I, we haven't announced the dates. We haven't, we just said later this year, so it's fine. F4, um, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, no, I'll try and catch you guys at, at one of those shows if you're nearby. Um, yeah. Uh, we've been trying to get out to as many shows as possible because Mm. after the lockdown and all that kind of stuff, we're looking to sort of, you know, have more experiences, not just for me and my wife, but with the kids as well, we've taken them out to shows and stuff. So yeah.
1: Do they like heavy music? Uh,
0: for the most part, yes. Um, I've, they've kind of taken a turn into K-pop at the moment. Oh, sweet. it's, It's, um, it's kind of, and sort of one of them's into how you would, it it sort of like kind of singer songwriter kind of, um, have you heard of Phoebe Bridges?
1: Uh, That rings a bell. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They went to go see her. Um, a couple of other sort of like, people that came big over like youtube and stuff ricky montgomery yeah. i think was one of them um Aww. but i took one of them to see panic at the disco a few months ago oh man they love that it's not heavy but it's kind of in some places but it's not like extremely heavy but they want no, they want to come bit- they want to come to heavier shows so this is the thing Aww. so we will we will get them there um yeah. <laughs> we just got to make sure they're ready for it so um, <laughs> yeah but they've watched videos of me when I used to be in a band and stuff. And they're like, they're kind of like, they kind of know what to expect. Cause mine was a sort of like heavy, screamy. It was a new metal yeah. band actually. So, you oh, know, love, from back in the day. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, cool. I was the DJ as you, I've got turntables behind me. Oh, but I was DJ in a metal band about 15, 20 yeah. years ago. So, and, uh, we did all right. We, were, we got in all the magazines and all that kind of stuff at the time. So <laughs> we had our five minutes. Um, but yeah, um, they're sort of, they're sort of priming for that, but they're also going to a lot of, uh, I don't know they're Taylor Swift fans as well. So uh, we managed to get them tickets for the next year's show at Wembley. So amazing! So that was that was a hard slog, but we got them for them. So yeah, you got them. They're happy. Um, <laughs> my wallet's not, but you know, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> one of those things. One of those things. Um, but I've got um, one, well, a couple of last questions for you, if that's all right, and then I'll let of you get course. on with your with your Saturday night and everything. Um, but what are your um. Yeah, what three albums can you pinpoint as sort of pivotal in your life? Now, not necessarily um, like favourite albums, but mm-hmm. like the sort of like ones that you first heard, and you're like, oh, wow, I want to be in a band. I want to be a singer. I want to do this. Do you know what bands or albums that really triggered that for you?
1: So the three that instantly come to mind are System of a Down. Yep. Um, toxicity, that album is just, I love it. It's one of my favorite, like new metal albums, I suppose. I don't know what you'd call them. Alternative metal, whatever, just weird sounding metal, yeah. um, yeah. ever. Um, who else there would, it would have to be, um, bring me the horizon suicide season. That was the album that got me into like deathcore, And yeah. that was the album that made me want to be a vocalist. Cause for years I just wanted to be a drummer. I say just I wanted to be the drummer but I was yeah. terrible so um <laughs> yeah when I when I listened to to that um, that was yeah that was like okay I, I want to be a vocalist cool. and then the third one would have to be I probably think Iowa Slipknot nice um, yeah. yeah again just my love for like metal really started off in like the new metal new core kind of world nice. and so Corey's sort of crazy, breathy, retching kind of like vocals um was just so cool to me. It wasn't clean, it wasn't crisp, it wasn't polished, it was just manic. Yeah. And yeah, that was another another vocalist, another reason why I wanted to do vocals. So yeah, that would have to be the three,
0: I think. Wow, that was it's a solid three. I'll give you that I mean, yeah. toxicity. <laughs> that was huge that um for for system of down, especially. That was like mm-hmm because their first album was, was great, but it was badly press received. Like, yeah, there was like, I remember one quote from terrorizer and it said, come back cold chamber. All is forgiven. Wow. (laughs) That was their review of the downs first album. Um, they'll probably still stand by that now with terrorizer. I love the magazine, but if it, you know, um, but, um, Yeah, no, they're great. I mean, I've I've caught them live a few times back in the day, um, and they were a bit inconsistent live, not going to lie, but they were always fun. Um, Yeah. Always, like, and and whenever I play anything of toxicity at the rock clubs, people just flock to the dance floor. It's been, it's like one of those, like, massive albums in the community anyway. Um, Bring Me the Horizon. Yeah, they've kind of gone strength to strength they've they've yeah. adapted they've changed they've gone back they've gone forward you know they're doing they're doing a lot um, and yeah. they've they've i mean headlining download this year that was, oh, it was absolutely amazing. massive and and yeah. you know it, it's one of those bands that i've sort of been hot and cold on not going to lie um, but it was um, it was great to see a band like that headline something yeah. along those lines because it's been a while since we've had a new headliner if you will. Yeah. Um, so it's just kind of, it's just good to watch. Like I said, they're pulling like this UK, they're giving attention to this UK centric yeah. like yeah. scene uh, that we've got going. And, and yeah, I mean, Suicide Season, I mean, people love that album. So it's, yeah. it's and, and then Slipknot. I mean, there's not much else I can say about Slipknot. <laughs> um, no. I mean, I absolutely love that band. Um, I've, 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 I've one of the most insane gigs I've ever been to. Has been there. I saw them at the the Astoria back in um, I want to say two thousand ninety nine, two thousand ish, yeah. and it, I I have never feared for my life more in a mosh pit yeah. than I have at yeah. one of those shows. I mean, I've been in some pretty violent mosh pits, like hardcore shows, but they're all in yeah. good jest. This one was just absolute. It was just like a I don't know what to, how to describe it, but it was just insane. Yeah, um, yeah, and yeah, like I said, they've gone from again just kept going really. Uh, And Corey's voice is fantastic. It's, it's so versatile. It's, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, it's like, it's it's crazy. I mean, a lot of people lord Mike Patton as a lot of like, as a vocalist and very rightly. So he's got a very impressive range of vocals, but Corey just seems to have this knack of adapting to so many different styles. Like some of the tracks he's released through stone sour or anything like that. You wouldn't know he was the front man from. Slipknot so um but yeah no three fantastic albums there thank you for that um and finally what are your hobbies outside of the band so outside of the music and everything what do you do to kind of i don't know escape or or what what are you passionate about
1: so i am probably like secretly an old lady i think like (laughs) i'm in my 20s but really i'm like a 70 something year old woman
0: okay (laughs) um because
1: i live in the countryside on a farm and like my hobbies are being with my animals okay Um, like we rescue and rehabilitate a lot of birds so like ducks and we've currently got a pigeon and a crow that we're looking after um yeah, so being on the farm, spending time with my pets, my animals is like my favourite thing, just being outdoors and uh, having some welly boots on, getting muddy and yeah, just just working, working outdoors. I love it. That's absolutely.
0: amazing. absolutely love it. That's amazing. It's a total, total disconnect <laughs> from Vexed. I, like, so
1: different. Yeah. It, it's so different. <laughs> it's
0: just kind of like seeing you in like some of those videos and stuff and then and just picturing you on the farm, starting out like doing this sort of, um, Ace Ventura thing as your pet, pets come towards you. (laughs) Um, (laughs) but that's that's amazing.
1: I like my day to day life is so, um, so different to me, to, you know, the person that I am in the band, because it's great to have that, that outlet of day to day. I'm a very quiet, um, I don't know, I suppose peaceful, passive person and I don't like letting my emotions out. And so Vex is just all of that yeah. times 10. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah.
0: Wow. Crazy. That's amazing. <laughs> so how, how did you get into the, to that sort of side of things? Is it something that, that obviously you've been in your family or is it, you know, something you kind of always like aspired to do in, in as much as like animal rescue or even owning a farm?
1: Um yeah it was my granddad he um he bought the farm about forty five years ago mm. when property didn't cost anything yes. um <laughs> <Yes>.
0: <laughs> wouldn't
1: be able to, wouldn't be able to afford it now nope. um but yeah he he bought it years ago when it literally cost nothing and had loads of kids and then those kids had load of grandkids and now there's great grandkids. And we all just grew up and were allowed to have animals and pets so long as we looked after them ourselves. Yeah. And, um yeah, it sort of spoiled them rotten. So <laughs> he was the main reason how we all got into it. And, uh yeah, it's just gone from there. I just have always been surrounded by animals. And um it's just like it's from childhood. It's just been something that I love yeah. and something that I find really – peaceful like if i'm ever having a bit of a stressy day or not feeling great just being with my dog or being with my ducks instantly just takes me out of you know the the crappy side of like social media or anything yeah. i just remember like oh yeah actually this is what really matters yeah. so yeah that's that's, uh,
0: that's amazing i love that i've got a couple of dogs myself and and oh what do you have um i've got a um king charles spaniel Oh, um awesome. who we adopted through um my in-laws who passed away We talked about it earlier. Yeah. Um they had this dog and we've taken her in.
1: Oh, um, and we've
0: also got a little um Westie schnauzer mix um oh, that we adopted no. over in the states and uh brought her back with us when we moved back so um, amazing. Yeah, she's my old lady, but she's tiny and yappy. Oh, <laughs> so um, <laughs> uh, she's coming up 15. So she's, oh, she's, she's pushing it for a rescue dog. That's really good as well. So um, uh, the other one was apparently a purebred, but it's a very uh, large uh, King Charles spaniel. So they're usually yeah. quite small, but this one's more mm-hmm. spaniel, I think. Than anything uh, else, so but she's yeah. absolutely lovely. She's only about uh, eight, I think, in age. So oh, okay, she's a good age, and she's fully trained as well, which was nice. Oh, amazing! Uh, <laughs> which is always good. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, no, they're they're great. Like for when you're stressed, like they just they just seem to know, yeah. and they come up, sit on your lap, or you know, sit next to. You oh, they
1: do. And, yeah, um, I couldn't live without my my little terrier. She's. Yeah. Absolute nutter, but the best <laughs> best thing in my life. Yeah. yeah.
0: No, they are great. I mean I've got kids, don't get me wrong, they're great, but the dogs are a constant. <laughs> yeah. So it's, they're, uh, an, they're another
1: kid. They're another kid.
0: Exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, um, Megan, thank you very much. Um, I really appreciate your time today. Um, Hi,
1: thank you, family. It was a pleasure.
0: Good luck with everything coming up. Obviously I know we can't we didn't couldn't announce it or anything like that, but we know it's coming, so people look out. <laughs> yeah headline yeah. dates in the uk um and uh yeah go see them um pick up the album you've got his our in all formats usual sort of it cds is, yeah vinyl. Out cool uh streaming services for those that stream and stuff like that um but yeah cool megan thank you very much thank you
1: so much for having me it's been a
0: pleasure no worries thank you bye-bye
1: Bye.